Yes, welcome back to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. I'm sitting in the studio of Dominic K. Trevino. Him, along with Noah Slavin, are the hosts of Vibes Live Radio on KRTU 91.7 FM every Saturday night from midnight to 2 a.m. They play you the best in music from around the world and then interview the artists. It's as simple as that and as good as that. Um, make sure to follow them on Instagram at Radio Vibes Live. There, my jam. What's also my jam um, is a good TV show and tied for hmm, top two, I would say, is Big Brother. If you don't know what Big Brother is, it's basically um, Survivor reality TV show, um, but in a house. So instead of being stuck on an island you're stuck in a house with 18 other people and you all vote each other out and battle it out for an entire summer 100 days in this case until one of you wins five hundred thousand dollars um it's a very interesting show to watch when it comes to just like seeing what people will do to get what they want and from season 15 of big brother we welcome jesse kowalski jesse hello Mr. Holtz. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> so happy to have you. How are you? I am so happy to be here. It's been way too long since our last rendezvous on St. Mary's Street. <laughs> and um, I'm just so happy to connect with you. I fall in that category of who you were talking to earlier kind of trying to have a productive day (laughs) not really (laughs) but um at least i'm staying positive about it (laughs) definitely well i would consider this part of you being productive today you know what i mean i would too i absolutely would we're like hey i gotta gotta call with with wayne that's something i've done today (laughs) there you go and listen i'm done for the day A lot of people are trying to get on the list, so let's. I love it. So set the scene for you. You're at home. I hear your beautiful dog barking. I do want to. What is what is their name? So I have two. Uh, one's name is Ari, and the other one is Anna. So Ari is named after Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven's character in Entourage. I love it. And then Anna, I love Ariana Grande. So when I got Anna, it was like, oh, what do I name her? And I already have Ari, and I was like. They call her Ariana. That's perfect. So yeah. So uh, we want to get a big dog and name it Grande. And then we'll have like Ariana Grande. Come on, Trifecta. I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, that's... <laughs> and one is three. Anna's three and Ari's 13. So they have 10 year difference. Oh, my gosh. And honestly, I was thinking about it. That's one of the things that I... Um, would be so like if you could bring anything into the house like i gotta take my dog actually like let's get that emotional support in here for the game um because if you and i are the exact same because julie chen asked me she like one of the times when we're all sitting in the living room and she goes jesse what do you miss most from home and i didn't say my mom i didn't (laughs) say like my grandparents i was like i miss my dog and my mom was so offended later she's like i can't believe you said you missed your dog more than you missed me and i'm like well he's been through everything with me he's just my buddy and it's true he's i I miss him so much. It was really, really hard being apart from him. 
And for people that don't know, um, so Big Brother, um, it's, you know, 15 to 18 people around there stuck in a house for the summer mm -hmm. for 90 days, if you're lucky. And um, yeah. what was your total day count in there, Jesse? Do you remember? I was, well, I was there for the entire duration because I made it into jury. So oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the house for about 60 days, but I was in jury for about 40 and ours was the longest season to, I don't know if it's to date, but at the time it was today, it was a hundred day season. Um, so it was quite long. And then we had a, you have a sequester period before and after the show. So, um, I was sequestered for like four days before the show and then like a day after the show. They just didn't want to let you go, Jesse. Oh my gosh, it was, it was really, really hard. I'll, I will say it's like, it's almost like you get Stockholm syndrome when you're kind of like under somebody else's control for that long, you know, it's like, oh wow, I don't know how to really function anymore without my handler. Like, where's my handler at? Um, and like even things like my internet passwords and stuff, like just being gone for so long, it was like, what's my internet password? Like, I can't remember, um, certain things after being in there for so long. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone has their own, um, you know, timeline as far as like how long it takes them to like, uh, acclimate to the situation or kind of like. I don't know, zone out maybe is not the right word, where you kind of, like, forget about real life, and you're like, life is the big brother house. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's... And, and, and it's even more so with the game, because you're, like, still thinking in terms of the game when you get out. Like, you're still thinking about it, and it's like, nobody cares. Like, the game is over. <laughs> like, you know? But you're still obsessed. You're like... Yeah, but Helen, if she would have just listened to me, you know, then this would have been different. And you're just like, you saw, you seem kind of crazy because you're like, the the show's over, but like you're still like in the game, you know. It's all the house guests afterwards, like, you know, it's we all spend a lot of time together, even though they weren't really my most favorite people. But it's like because we had a shared experience that nobody really understood so it was like yeah we're all gonna hang out because we're all kind of crazy together at this point so we're like detoxing from the show together going to like charity events and stuff and like hey you want to come to my ranch cool do you want to go on a cruise cool and we did we did that for like a year um after the show and it just kind of helped us I guess come down from the show <laughs> I don't Come know. Come off from the high, was, I understand. Yeah, it was so bizarre, so bizarre. My my season was so controversial, and it just kind of added to that because there was just so much drama after the show, and a lot of people, which is actually pretty relevant today, because uh, there was a lot of you know racist things that happened on my season, and my season, unfortunately, is known you know as one of the most horrible seasons of big brother because of some of the things that went down and um when all this black lives uh, matter started really ramping up over this past year 
you know, some of that came back up and I was pretty vocal about it um, on Twitter, just basically saying, you know, yeah, this happened, this existed, you know, and those people, you know, were never really held accountable. Like one of the girls on my show who um, was said the majority of the comments she has a youtube channel that has like three hundred thousand followers and it's like a mommy youtube channel and like everybody follows her and like all these followers have no clue like no clue whatsoever about her her past on big brother i mean they just don't see that they just see oh look i'm going to toys r us for my my daughter and it's like okay well so I did some podcasts after, um, and they asked me and it came up and then, you know, it still comes up to this day, but yeah, I mean, just some controversy and, and, um, kind of sucks to have that because like you, I was such a huge fan of the show, you know, like going into it, I'd watched, you know, several seasons and kind of had an idea of what it was going to be like. Um, or so I thought, and so to kind of have that like negative twist on it and like all of that, have a damper we put on it. It really just sucked. I was like, man, can I get a start over? Can I get like another season with a whole <laughs> new cast, please? Like, please bring me back. No, and, and it really, it really is unfortunate because, you know, some of the people in that house did, um, were kind of tyrants and, uh, especially adding on the, the racially charged behavior that um, it really is unfortunate that the, that connotation is, you know, the first one of the first things, because I remember um, the first time when I was watching at home and they showed the warning, you know, um, before yeah. the episode. And that was the first time it ever happened. And I was like, shit's about to go down, girl. Like, what is coming? Yeah. And it really was, and was um, it was eye opening. that it was, I was on. It yeah. was that season where yeah. they started doing the disclaimer, disclaimer the views exactly. of CBS do not reflect, you know, the views of the house guests do not re- reflect the views of CBS. Yeah, and, and, uh, we had no clue any of that was going on either. You know, we didn't find out, you know, anything about any of that until after we were out of the house. And so we're we're doing um, and so we'll get to post house. But you know, um, when you say, and you talk about not knowing much, um, I think about the relationship and what information or what you kind of um uh, conversations you have with the producers. Yeah. Um, how so it in so everyone knows because uh on right here on the Wayne Holtz podcast you know I bring mm-hmm. in guests from people um from so many different walks of life and so they might not be familiar with the game though I'm sure there are going to be some Big Brother fans listening hi guys um so inside of the house you have a you know the diary room where you can go in mm-hmm. and get out all their feelings that you want to that you know frustrated and if you've been lying out in the game you can you know tell yeah. the truth uh, in front of the camera if you want to and um so when you're sitting there you are i'm assuming talking to a producer but what is we know what the, what it looks like what what's happening behind you what is what are you looking at when you're sitting there Oh my gosh, you and I are the same like person sometimes <laughs> because literally that was like you and I have the exact same idea 
And I was so disappointed and I hate to be the one to break this information to you because it was such a disappointment to me. You're literally just staring at a camera and like no one and nothing, which is really hard for me because I'm just such a people person that it's like, it would have really helped me to have somebody there to engage with. I think I could have like gotten further in the game, honestly, had I had like somebody in that room or a a series of people yes they were talking to me through a microphone it's like I couldn't connect with them I couldn't look them in the eye and so I'm just literally it would be like talking to you right now is how I'm talking to the producers and how like do you did you ask them like when you would ask them questions like how responsive were they you know I am such like a goody two-shoes like follow the rules you were, nice. like, you were nice to them. <laughs> I just feel like I was just kind of letting the, the tail wag the dog. Like, I didn't really take control. Like, I would just be like, wait for my interview question and then, you know, kind of respond. Where looking back, I should have been like, why are you asking that question? Like, mm-hmm. did somebody say something? <laughs> Is that why you're asking that question? Or what have other people said about me? And even if they didn't say you know, still just use my voice to ask the questions, you know, right. and then make get some more information. But like, I don't know. I'm just always so like, oh, okay. Was that good? Okay. You know, like, and, and, you know, just not pushing the envelope, like, because you're always thinking, maybe I'm building a relationship here. Maybe they're going to bring me back for some other show. Or maybe I'm going to be, you know, something will come from this. So, like, I always trying to just, like, be easy to work with, you know. Do you ever think that they, like, looking back, that they, can you think of moments where you, where they were maybe trying to poke you or instigate something? Oh, yeah. I definitely do. I mean, looking back, you can kind of tell where they're going by the questions they're asking because you can kind of see like where their focus is on things that are happening in the house. A lot of times they wouldn't ask me about like deals that I was doing. And I'm like, why are we talking about, you know, something Amanda McCray are doing? Like, I want to talk about the deal that I just made with Helen or, you know, like me, Helen and Alyssa, but the truth is, is that's where the storyline was. So that's where they're going to be asking questions. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally, like one specific thing for me um, that I remember is the jokes. So like someone like Amanda, who's on my season, she's naturally kind of gifted comedian, can kind of just like shoot from the hip like jokes not not really mine I kind of need a like a lead in and then I you can kind of cue it up and then I can kind of hit it um but with her you know she can just like come up with them that's not like me so I remember one time they were like Jesse um when when you saw Judd's uh high school photo you know what did you think about that did you did you think that maybe you wouldn't go to homecoming with him but you would let him do your homework or something. <laughs> like, can you repeat that back to us? You know? And then I was like, okay. So they would feed me like little jokes and things like that to say. Well, 
listen, <laughs> at, at least they're making that kind of effort. That's hilarious. So that, that, that kind of example. And uh, and Judd, that I, you know, it's funny. Like looking back, um, in preparation for this episode, just like looking at the people that were in your house, you really did have a yeah. great group of like interesting characters. I felt like it was. Oh yeah. Um, I mean. I I'm trying to think of anyone that was actually boring on your season, and you, you know what? I can't no. even think of one person. <laughs> I can't either. Um, maybe no, I can't because even the most boring people were like quirky and funny and weird. Exactly, I love that. <laughs> Who did you? I mean, you. I, I love that you keep in contact with. You know, I know you hang out with Helen and Candace. I'm sure. Um, and do do you talk to Judd at all? Or have you spoken to him recently? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've probably kept in touch the most over the years um, because um, we just, I don't know, he really looked out for me, and I think that just carried over into real life and, you know, me feeling like, okay, you're, like, a trustworthy person. We've never had, like, a romantic relationship, but we've definitely always been good friends and kind of keep up and, you know, let each other know what's going on in life and uh, things like that. He had moved out to L.A. for a while, and then he moved back home. The last I spoke with him, he was working on starting a potential recycling business. Um, so I think he's doing pretty good. But uh, yeah, I mean, him and I are good. I recently FaceTimed with Helen and Candace um, just to do like a Zoom catch up. And um, really, that's kind of like the extent of who I've talked to recently. But um, if anyone were to like come into town with the exception of maybe like a few people, I'd be like, yeah, let's go get drinks. <laughs> or if I were to go to Chicago or something, which is something I definitely want to do is go to Chicago and see, uh, Andy and Helen. I haven't made that trip, but it's going to happen one of these uh, days. Old -town, sure. Get ready for Jesse. Yes. And you know, yes. you, you spoke about, um, Judd being a trustworthy person. I want to get your take in a minute after the break about what you think is the better strategy um, for the game to be an honest and good person or to win the game however you need to. We'll be right back on the Wayne Holtz Podcast. You never know who'll show up to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Really happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Rock goddess Nina Diaz. You know, first of all, it begins with having the passion, having the passion for the music. TV host, author. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, honey, don't forget that. Of course, Ross. And celebrity big brother contestant, Ross Matthews. When you reached out to me and asked if I'd be on your podcast, it was a no-brainer. I love people who create and contribute, and that is you. It is so nice to talk to you. Cool conversations with people we want to know more about. Hey guys, this is Chris Booker, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is JD Sampson, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is Perez Hilton, and you are listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. Listen to the Wayne Holds Podcast free now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and at thewayneholds.com. Welcome back to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. We're sitting here with Jesse Kowalski of Big Brother Bitch, the show where you are trapped in a house with however many people, and you just fight it out for a summer, and whoever survives gets that $500,000. Yes, come on, half a mil. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
And Jesse, you know, because people are coming in trying to win that half a million dollars, second place gets fifty thousand. Um, people do all sorts of things. Okay, the show is yeah. a documentation of the human experience, the human agenda, and survival. Okay, that's why I call it Survivor in a House. And so people are can be very deceptive. And um, just to explain to the audience who may not know. Each week, someone's eliminated, and once you get to like about seven to nine people in the house, they um, when you get when you leave the house, you are sent to a jury house. So you're sequestered in another place, and basically those last um, seven people vote and get to pick between the final two, the winner. So um, Jesse made it to the jury, but anyway, that's how everything goes, <laughs> Jesse. But yeah. like, what do you think about you know the honest game versus just doing what you got to do? Oh, okay, okay. Like after playing, I went about it the complete wrong way. And I think <laughs> it, it is hard too because you have to take a really honest inventory of yourself and be like, okay, who am I really? And what am I really willing to do? And I think there were certain things that I just wasn't really willing to do. And I wasn't very honest with myself about that. Like leading up to it, you're like, yeah, I'll lie. Like I'll backstab. I'll like turn people on each other. I'll <laughs> sell my soul, you know, like I'll do whatever it takes. And you're talking a big game, you know, in the interviews. And then you get into the house and you're like, Oh, like I actually like this person, you know? And like, right. One of the people that I really, really liked actually ended up winning, Andy Heron. He's the first gay winner of Big Brother. And there's this picture of him, and and it looks like a Brady Bunch, and it's Andy in the middle, and then it's all of us around him. And it's when he got his HOH. And it's, like, Andy in the middle posing, like, he's HOH, he's so happy. And then around him, it's, like, everybody, like, I think I'm going to do really good this week. Andy and I are really good friends. <laughs> and then you go to the next person, and it's, like, oh, I'm definitely safe this week. Andy is, and I are really good friends. And it's, like, every single person around him thinks that, like, they're BFF with Andy and that they're going to be safe that week. And he, and, and he didn't uh, mind that. <laughs> And he had everybody fooled. I mean, he had everybody thinking that, you know, they were his best friend and that he had them. And um, he befriended, you know, one of the biggest bullies in the house. And I think that really helped him go for far because he could kind of hide behind her game, you know, and like as soon as she got out, you know, obviously there's going to be a bigger target on him, but as long as she was there, he kind of could like hide behind her. Um, that's and... a, that's a great strategy too. I mean, um, you know, play the nice game and let people, let those around you do what they got to do. You know what I mean? As long as someone gets, goes home every week and it's not me, that's all I would care about. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's insane. Um, and, like what I mean what what do you think was like one of the most kind of like backhanded moves that happened during your season and your time there because there was a lot of different events and layers mm -hmm. to everything I mean yeah well I remember when Judd was evicted during the double eviction by Aaron that was a pretty big blindside because they had been friend you know kind of friends and allies but he was such a big like personality in the house and everybody really liked him so I think that was kind of a big blind side um 
And then also, I think when, um, well, let's see. So it was final three. And I think it was Spencer, Andy, and Gina Marie. Marie. And I think Andy took Gina Marie over Spencer. And I really do think that Spencer thought that Andy would take him. So that was probably a big one as well. I do remember, actually, I remember that moment and just like watching it live and just being like. <laughs> the gasp of it all, you know what I mean? And um yes. I, did, I felt a little bad for Spencer, I did, to be honest. Um but you that was a whole other that was a whole other situation. Well so tell me that and that's uh yeah. when you all come in for the live show and you're doing the vote, but that's when you um are leaving the jury house. Tell me about the jury house. Where was yours? Do you remember? So they blindfold you and put you in a in a, like a car and take you to jury so literally like you're being kidnapped <laughs> and your dad is like you know runs a big bank or something and like you're being held hostage for a specified amount of money like that's how I felt when I was going to jury and they you know you get there and it's this big mansion no cameras nothing like the big brother house because the big brother house is not actually a house it's on lot 13, I think, at CBS Studios in Studio City, California, which is right outside of Los Angeles. So you're actually in the Big Brother, when you're in the Big Brother house, you're living on a studio lot. So those things become very apparent because there's no insulation, huge ant problem. (laughs) There's just like things that don't really happen in a normal house. Um, Oh, God. But at the jury house, it was like, dang. I could get used to this if I only had my cell phone and my laptop and some access to the outside world, like I'm good. Just leave me here. Cause it was like this big, beautiful mansion, three stories. There was a hot tub, a pool, a downstairs movie theater, a gym. The kitchen had like three dishwashers. It was ridiculous. Like Not three dishwashers. <laughs> yeah. And it was like drawers that you like pull out. I mean, I love cleaning. So it's like, Ooh, three dishwashers. Oh my god, um, speaking of cleaning though, like how messy was that house, girl, the Big Brother house? Like did it or did you have cleaning people besides yourself? No. No. And it's funny oh cuz you think from watching the show like you know they always flash shots of the house. Well, those are shots of the house from before like, you move before. it. Before. <laughs> yes. So like they're flashing it, it all looks nice. No. It gets disgusting when you have there's 18 people on my season living one bathroom one bathroom wow um for 18 people well i guess hoh you have H-O-H. another oh, one wait. But, okay yes but that's not always open and sometimes it's like i don't know whoever depends on who's the hoh you know it's like you don't want to be in all in their bathroom so and so I, um just so i'm letting everyone know that's listening that doesn't know um hoh is when you're head of household so every week a main person basically is chosen and they are kind of like the boss of the house and so they get their own special room upstairs you can lock the door you can watch people from your own tv like around the house you get a bathroom i think you get like a snack (laughs) yeah you get like a basket from home you get like a letter from family which i never got an hoh which was uh, like the disappointment of my life because it's like how can i go all the way to big brother and not win an hoh and get a cute little basket but it's fine (laughs) it's fine 
I got a power of veto, so I got I won something, but I just not win just did not win the HOH. I came very close several times though. I will say I was like third, fourth, second, but when you're competing it's like eighteen people. It's like oh, so close, yet so far. I'm sorry you never got to poop in private. <laughs> I know. I mean, it just would have been so nice, amongst other things to do in private as well. It would just been nice to have a little bit of privacy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I remember one time I had to defend my bed because, like, when you go in, you kind of, like, have limited beds. And so at one point there was, like, someone got evicted and someone tried to take my bed. And I was like, don't you dare. This is my bed. I'm and not gone yet, it- bitch laid claim to my bed and it's like bed wars and sometimes you're sleeping with somebody who like it's okay i've known you for literally like two seconds but yeah you can be my bedmate now this is this is is gonna be fun just fuck it Uh, (laughs) yeah and um so i mean the house itself was the jury house was really nice, but you're still missing that like outside contact. You know, I couldn't, I didn't have any outside contact with the world for a hundred days. So no phone, no computer, no um, TV. Like they wouldn't let us watch TV. Even when we were in jury, we could only watch movies and stuff like that. Stuff that has been, you know, pre-recorded like from before we were on uh, the show because they didn't want us to see any commercials or anything to like sway our vote at the end yeah oh my god and that isolation really is like fascinating and mm-hmm. um oh my god and then like the the board because you know they all pe- i hear people talk about all the time you know uh how you know the show is edited so we see a lot all the interesting stuff but how bored you all get in there because there's so much downtime in between competitions and you know actual drama or whatever and gameplay um and the whispering of it all girl i just like can't even it's like so fun it actually sounds like so much fun it really does um i love that well jesse we are talking to jesse kowalski from the big brother house who I remember I was sitting at a bar and I just, I hear your voice and I turn and I was like, (gasps) I just knew (laughs) this is the day my life will change. And I'm so happy to have had you here. And um, where can people follow you? What's going on? Okay, so my Instagram is jesse underscore kowals, K-O-W-A-L-S, just like my last name shortened. Um, so it's Jesse underscore Kowals and then my Twitter, which I'm not really active on occasionally I'll like get real crazy about something in posts, but it's at Jesse clear 88. Um, and then my Facebook is private and I also <laughs> do have a Snapchat yeah, my Facebook is reserved for people that I know in actual real life. Yeah, um, girl, ain't nobody but... following anybody on Facebook anymore, anyway. So <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll <laughs> let's just let's just connect on another medium, and I'll even exactly. have my aunts and uncles on Facebook. Okay, but, come um... on, aunts and uncles. <laughs> well, everyone, if you want to connect with Miss Jesse Kowalski, I know there are a lot of Big Brother fans out there. Make sure you follow her. Thank you for being here so much, Jesse. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got to catch up and reconnect a little bit. It's been good. 
It really has. And this has been another fantastic episode. Oh my God, I'm speaking so highly of myself. Of the Wayne Holds podcast. Make sure you're listening and sharing from Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Those rates and reviews like really help you all. So please on iTunes and your Apple Podcasts, give me those five stars and just say what you like about the show. If it's less than five stars, honey, you can keep it. And this episode was produced and engineered by Dominic K. Trevino. That's all for now. See you next week. When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Let me rise to the occasion. I'll photo you at the radio station in my head. One minute with more. You won't quit talking once you start to drag. I can't stop the 